Okay, so welcome back to Stay Tuned. Um, this has been a delayed episode. I want to give an update about what happened. I was sick, and it is obviously 2020, and the world is in still a, a pandemic, and I wasn't feeling in fighting form, so I took some days off from work and life and even this podcast so my apologies for you know taking a step back and doing this whole thing but the good news is that i'm happy and healthy and i'm back at it so yeah thank you all tests came back negative so we are back to discussing our last (laughs) our last review of the halloween season and granted today is actually november 1st but you know, it's, it's fine. You know, it's going to be like a, a little extra for you guys. All right. So <laughs> so today's episode, we're going to be covering the 2019. I don't know how to read I really can't call it a horror film. I, call, I mean, it's like a psycholo- uh, psychological thriller? Psychological. Yeah. yeah. Psychological horror film called Miss Summer. Directed by the talented. Ari Aster. Uh, he directed uh, films such as uh, Hereditary, which was an amazing movie as well, and also a movie, uh, it's a movie he made before as well. I forget what it's called, but it was really interesting to say the least. Uh, it was called, uh, I think it was the Strange Things About the Johnsons. It came out in 2011. Really interesting mm. film. Uh, haven't and, seen that one. Yeah, not for everybody, I guess, but if you have had time, check it out. But, you know, with that being said, you know, take a, take your glass of tea like I have right now, cup of tea. Uh, enjoy this episode, stay tuned, and, you know, and let's begin the episode. So, this movie right now, to me, is super, super, super fun. For a lot of reasons, though. <laughs> I don't know. Fun is the word I would use, but okay. No, no, no. I mean, hear me out. Hear me out. I recently have been watching this show with my wife called The Vow on HBO Max. And The Vow... It's on my to-watch list. I haven't seen it yet. It's really, really interesting. So, where we are located, we're located in... uh, We're based out of New York. And pretty close to our area, there was literally a sex cult uh, called Nexium. And... I was like, what better way to end the Halloween, you know, situation, but to end on a cult movie, and we have such close, we were like literally like in the in, in this cult's backyard. We're like that close. Yeah, so and was, we like, did this right after he just got his official sentencing. So yeah, yeah. you know, so it's just you know why not? And I think because once again, if people have not been following this podcast for some some time now, Holly has a lot of. Uh, information and also a background in psychology so i really wanted to get her thoughts and her views about this movie because to me it deals with a lot of the conditioning aspect about when a person is lost i know we as people we go out there and we see people who join these cults and these groups and we go i would never join a cult i'm too smart no one can brainwash me you know, I think I think we all have done it before, you know, because we are stuck on our hubris. But this movie paints the picture, I think, so well. And I think at one point in time, and this is what I gather as well, it seems to me it's like a psychological cult fairy tale. 
And this is this is why I we won this episode today, and I had no information that Holly has, and vice versa. And I want to give out my thoughts about what I think about the movie. And we're gonna go through the um, the usual steps about you know the the plot, the characters, some like big like what the apps and everything, you know. But then we're gonna go a little deeper and explore why right? you know this movie is deeper than just like it's not surface value at all and it's really good because this movie is not full of jump scares which i think are cheap cop-outs for a good storytelling true it has movie has absolutely um, amazing storytelling uh the movie's long it's not short you need to you're gonna take like don't drink any like tea or water before watching this movie you're gonna be here for over two two hours two and a half hours i think it was it's long it's long, so don't watch it like you know, like at nine o'clock at night. Watch it around seven o'clock and, and get started. But the cast, yeah. the cast is really good, which I really appreciate. Um, there are some things like once, once again we're going to uh, discuss, but we should first pick, pick the picture uh, for our major players. And the major players in the story are the main character of the story is Danny. Danny is she's a psych, she's actually a psych student, right? Yeah, and she is. She's like student, and she is which is the, kind of ironic, but well, you I know, mean, this could be a story for Holly actually, more or less. But <laughs> oh boy! So Danny is, is a psych student, and she's basically like just overwhelmed, and she's you know she's she's studying, you know, like most people in college are. You know, you got reports, reports, you got to work, you try to figure out life, and her sister, you know, she commits suicide and she kills her parents by you know just filling the whole house i want to say with uh yeah. gas right wait excuse me who kills who i think the sister kills her no husband. no that's really what you thought oh no yeah you don't think uh, sister... no okay so absolutely okay, not you know what that's arbitrary there okay regardless though her family is gone her okay? family died Family died that's not what happened, though. No, not what happened. We'll, we'll go into that later. But. Oh, oh, will we now? We will. I, I we hope will, so. Because I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. This is my <laughs> open discussions. I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny has this boyfriend, and he's with his he's with his friends. He kind of like wants out. You know, he's he's kind of over. Danny, I think what's his name is Christian or Chris. Yeah, Christian. Yeah, and he's he's with his friends at the bar and they're talking, and Danny's just texting him like, "Hey, she's calling, like I need you." This, that, and the third, and he's like, "She's like, listen, I'm trying to be a nice guy and everything." And her friend and his friend's saying like, basically, dude, like dump her, you know? She's they're like, like, "You've been miserable this whole time. Like, why are you still with her?" And he's like, "Well." You know, she she needs me. Yeah. Oh, you know. God. And so he's playing this thing, and you try and you see him right there. And at first glance, you know, he's trying to sound like the knight in shiny armor kind of boyfriend. Like, I can't leave her because she needs me. That's not the good situation, Christian. It's not uh, the reason you should no. be with somebody. No. He's, he's, out of, he's with her because he's definitely, like, he feels guilty. And, and he, he's been trying to find ways to, like, dump her, you know. But he can't because he's... He's a Christian's a coward. It's very simple. Christian is a coward who's been just gaslighting her the whole time, making her feel like it's her fault, you know, being passive aggressive towards her and whatnot. 
and it just it just really takes a toll on her you know like there's this one point in the movie so they're actually discussing uh they they have a friend from uh another country name is uh and they're talking about how they're going to go through their dissertation in, in Sweden. Yeah, because you know? all the friends are... What are they in school? They did... Um, oh, I can't think of They do uh, anthropology. Thank you. Yeah, the anthropology. And yeah. so they're doing this. And once again, and you see later in the story how much like of a coward and just like... Not really a good person Christian is, though, because... At face well, value, when you first see the film, you're thinking like, wow, Christian is in some, you know, we're going to feel bad for this guy. You know, he's, he's in this country. He's dealing with his girlfriend. He, 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 you know, he's doing whatever he can do for her. And, yeah, but remember, they also said before he mm-hmm. went, they're like, well, maybe you should go because you don't know what you're doing with your life. Like, yeah. that just shows how kind of like indecisive he was and how he really had no clue what he was doing. He was just being wishy-washy. Yeah, he has no actual... Like, I ambition. Guess, yeah, he has, like, no direction that is actually given for himself. It seems like he's always following someone else's suit. Like, for True. example, he's following Danny because Danny needs him, or so he thinks. He follows his friends in Sweden because they're all students of anthropology, so he goes, hey, this would be a good idea. They, Christian doesn't even have a truly genuine idea that that's actually his. So, they go to celebration in Sweden. And they just Midsummer. 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 Ooh, the title. They said it. So ah. <laughs> it's funny because um, me and uh, Holly's husband love, you know, when they have a title in a movie or a show, we're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> Get excited. Um, so they go up on this trip, and the first thing that they do, they meet up with Pell's friends, and they get some, I think they get shrooms, you know, and they just go like, whoa. And they, and they just D- feel it. Before they got to the location did you get like super dizzy during that whole car scene because that just yeah, that, was that a... really gave me a headache and i was almost ready to shut it off right there <laughs> i was like all right we're spinning and we're not even on any drugs yet i was like i don't know what's happening i love how you said yet like you like you had a plan for watching this film like, <laughs> like oh, i, I mean <laughs> mm. i just kind of had a vibe where it was going mm-hmm because, you know, most cults, they get you in with the drugs. They get you with the drugs. Well, I mean, if they're offering some good stuff, though, I mean, I can easily swear. Mm, no, but, I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> so, they get Don't there do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. This is a PG-friendly podcast, all right? Um, but they go to Sweden, and they do some shrooms, and they start feeling the effect of it all. Like, they see just the oddest things. And once again, I'm not going to say what, what they are, because they're... You want to watch this film be like, what? Because yeah. throughout the film, actually, they hint at the drugs being a big thing. And, you know, like, I watched the movie twice already. And I can tell you right now, the first time that I watched it, I just watched it like any kind of movie. I wasn't pausing, looking for anything in, in the background. Watch it again. There are subtle, there's subtle little um, hints there that they just, you know, like, point oh, out. Oh, yeah. So, for example, I'll leave it right here. There's a, uh, a point in the movie when they're just walking through the uh, through the commune, and they're asking, I want to say Danny asks Pell, she's like, uh, Pell, what's up with the bear? And, Pell, <laughs> and, and Pell's response is something that I looked, I, I glanced over, and I wish I did uh, at the first watching. Pell said this, and this line, by the way, is genius. <laughs> Not that. 
<laughs> no, not, 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 not that, no. No, no, it was actually, it's just a bear. <laughs> it's just a bear. That wasn't Pell that said that. That was Pell's friend. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, that was, was the other guy. I don't know what his name was. Ing yeah. something or other. Ing, Ing, uh. Ingmar, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. I, I don't know. Here. I think it was Ingmar. Yeah. So he said, it's just a bear. And then it's that reference for, again, right? Not at all whatsoever. So, okay. And so, so you know, time passes, right? And they're, and they're talking. And once again, you know, like, Chris is being distant to Danny. And Danny, right, is really asked questions about why they, you know, you know should they really, you know, even be here? And she kind of, like, wants to... She kind of wants to, you know, step out of here. You know, she's not really enjoying being in Sweden right now. She wants to get out because, you know. Right. And she only went because she didn't want to be away from Christian. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's because Danny has, this, this, right now, this, at this point, Danny has no family. So her only main grasp for someone who she cares about her, right, is by all default, should be her boyfriend. So when, and we should flashback a little bit, right? Uh, when Christian was planning to go to Sweden with his friends, right? He told Danny about it and passed. He goes, no, I, I told you I was going to Sweden. And she's like, no, you didn't. And he makes it, he basically, you know, like makes her try to like, like feel bad. He put it like, on her. He yeah. made it seem like it was her fault. Like she didn't listen to him. Yeah. But if you're in a real relationship and you really care about the person, like, you're going to have a conversation. He had already bought the tickets before he even, like, mentioned it to her. Oh, yeah. So, and I think at the point in their uh, dating, I think Christian was looking for ways for Danny to leave him. Because, once again, Christian is a a total coward and has no sense of self, really. So, we we go back to Sweden again, and we we notice that um, they're at this big dinner. And the elders are there. The two people, the two male, female, um, older, you know, people in the commune. Creepy. Yeah, most most definitely creepy. Everything um, that happened on this commune was creepy. You know what's crazy though about, about this thing is that I I feel like this thing actually has some sort of factual base on it. And oh, it absolutely does, but it still doesn't make it any less creepy. That actually makes it more creepy. So they see the two elders. And this is going to be um, a little bit of a spoiler. Um, they see two elders, right? And they go up to, because once they reach a certain age, they basically offer themselves to their uh, their deity who they, they, they worship. And they jump off the side of the cliff in front of the rest of the commune. And the woman, uh, when I want to say she dies first. And then the... Yep. The man is, um, I think the man is actually, he, he jumps off the cliff, but he's actually still alive. So. Yeah, that just, oh God. So what they do, and by the way, this seems like it's actually pretty graphic. What they do is the members of the commune take a gigantic hammer, a mallet, whatever you want to call it, and smash the other's head, you know, thus killing him. I'm sorry. All I thought in that scene was, and this is so not funny, but it's kind of funny. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say say Gallagher. No, no, no. When Yzma from, like, oh, you know, um, Emperor's New Groove goes, smash it with a hammer. (laughs) See, I thought about Gallagher and uh, the old prop comic from the 80s. He was like a big, like. 
he used to smash watermelon with a hammer all the time. That was his comedy. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I go, who did see this guy? But yeah, I was definitely like taken back by that. And I was like, okay. Oh yeah, like I was not expecting that. But um, when I was looking into the backstory of this and everything, they actually did do this. It's they don't want their elderly to be like a burden to people, so they decide to commit suicide to you know not have to live in pain and sickness you go out on your own terms so this is an actual thing that in history people did do because this is a pagan cult basically and this is actually what they did do so i think they made it a little uh graphic and more iconic that you could see in the scene but it is an actual thing that did happen so thing, I thought that was interesting. That's pretty cool. One thing that yes. they do a lot, though, in the uh, in the commune is that when they're in this weird thing, when they're all gathered gather to, together in a commune, when there's a uh, flicker of pain, the whole group together shares that pain. They, like, they replicate it, and they all yell together in this weird... Uh, yeah, yeah. pain. And I think it's just kind of cool as well. Like, it tells to me that it's a sort of symbiotic thing that I think they're trying to feel what they feel and I think that they try to put that in, I think Arias tried to put that through, is that the kind of cult they are, they feel and they share everything. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like, you know, humanize what they, what they did. I'm no, I understand what you mean, but mm, a little weird. Oh, I mean, it's totally, it's batshit crazy. <laughs> it's totally crazy, but when they see this, right, there's actually another people there as well. There's someone there uh, named Connie, I believe. Her name is Connie and um, Simon, right? Oh, right, right, right. The, the UK the, people. Yeah. The, got it. The other couple's there too as well. And they're like, what? They're like, we got to call the cops. You know, we got to get out of here. You know, I want out. I want out. I want to get out of here. I mean, come on. If you were in that situation and somebody brought you to this supposed festival and all of a sudden you saw two people jump off a cliff and die, you wouldn't go, let's call the police. These people are just standing here watching. Yep. I, I mean, hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have been right there with Connie and Simon. I would have been like, let's go. I would have been. We're leaving. I would have been like, okay. Out. I'd be like, you know what, guys? That's awesome. I'll be back. I'll go to the bathroom and then I'll just run. <laughs> I'll just run. Uh, but like, as we see, Christian and Danny's friends kind of are like, you know, this is in our culture. This is what they do. Yep. And then they actually buy it. They actually <laughs> buy it. And then one of the um, one of the the friends, uh, uh, I this whole, Josh. I got a list right here. Josh. He mentions that he wants to get this, like, you know, this. He wants to see the ancient, like, you know, scripture, or whatever. Because he, oh yes, he, the runes and whatnot. Yeah. And he's all about that life right there. And he's, he's trying to really figure out if he can get, uh, get that done. And so here's the thing, though. Even though he finds or is looking for them, you know, he's not going to be able to understand it. So, eh. Curiosity, you know. Is yeah. it a good thing or a bad thing? It's good and bad. Okay. But, yeah. So, but there's also a friend with that. They have a lot of friends with, too. And another friend they have is uh, Mark who Mark is, like, he's kind of, like, your bro, you know? He's kind of guy who's, like, there, you know, he's kind of guy who, like, you know, you could shotgun a beer with, and, you, you know... You would say he's a bro. He's Mark funny. was so annoying. 
I'm not saying like he's gonna be like my bro. I mean, I don't like beer. Now, oh. yeah, but if he has some, some some scotch or some gin, like, yeah, you know, down a clown. So Mark sees this girl in the commune throughout the uh, early parts of, of the movie, and she's like giving him, you know, those good old nighttime eyes, like, hey, meet me at 10:20 tonight, you know, like kind of eyes, like, hey, you know. And he sees her, and he like he goes off with her, and then you'll see Mark. Mark's gone. Where's Mark? So later, we flash forward back to uh, Josh, and Josh being super, you know, creepy. He's, like, out there digging for, um, you know, those runes, right? Those runes, some of that stuff. And and maybe Holly, maybe, uh, if I'm wrong, right, he went in there after the elder told him not to go in there, and Pell said not to go in there either? Yes. Yeah, okay. Because that's specifically, he wasn't supposed to go in there. He could only be in there with, like, the the leader or whatever, one yeah. of the elders. So, basically, Mark goes in there, plus, it's a horror film, and people never just do really know what they're told. Like, hey, don't go in that basement, because reasons. He that's doesn't right. Anyway. Not going to give it, not going to give this, this, this part away, but... Josh does not make it back, and you'll see why. So, we, right. um, yeah, I mean, it's it's actually a really, really good scene that it's just, even to me, I was like, this this is nuts. Mm. Um, so, we we go back, and, and we see that, you know, well, obviously, to, I'd like to take note about Christian once again. He wants to copy Josh's thesis statement about the, uh, the cult, and, and, and by the way, the cult is called the, uh, Harga, and he wants to copy what he's doing. And Mark's sorry, Josh is like, dude, get your own idea. This is what I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah. And again, that goes back to Christian has no ability to come up with his own idea or anything. Like he just kind of uses the people around him. Yeah, it's actually really, 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 really bad. And he's just not the smartest man at all whatsoever. Right? So, a, a day or two later, you know, uh, Danny's talking to Pell, and Pell's like, and kind of seems like Pell's actually kind of like into to Danny. He's like getting kind of close to her. He's saying how much he cares about her. He, he gets close to her, you know. He's like, he's, he's like, he's, he's like holding her hand. He's comforting her about everything, about what's going on, and he seems like a like a genuinely nice person, and and what he and what he's saying to her is the fact that you should always be valued, you know, like you should not be. Take it for granted. You should, you should be treated like you know, a, a, you know, the person you are is that is a sweet person. Yes. And then. And he said, "The person you're with should make you feel like family, not just be there." You know. Yeah. And I thought that was important that he said that too. Yeah. So there's and then there's an, a scene later in which more. Uh, sorry, Christian's talking to one of the elders in the. Uh, in, in the commune, part of, of the Harga, and she goes, "Well, this girl, I, I, I got well, sorry, I wrote names now. Uh, Maja has taken a liking to you." And he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> he's like, and she's like, she wants to, and basically says that, "Hey, she wants to have sex with you." And he's, he's just staring like unfazed. He's like, "Oh, okay. right." And because cults are such close knit communities, there's, I would assume often a lot of incestual things that go on and whatnot 
um, because it is so close knit. So that's why they have to bring outsiders in. And um, that's kind of why they say that the elders have to like bless people to like get together and be able to have sex. So, you know, they they told Christian, they were like, you've been approved. Like, you and Maja can now get together. And Isn't it kind of crazy? Like, you know, you've, you've been approved. It's kind of, it's kind of like, a, like your first credit card. Like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, here you go. Here's your, here's your Discover card. And now you can have sex with my, with my daughter. Oh, what? Really? Well, great. remember, because now that they're in this commune, they are all technically one family. Because in the beginning... Pell is like, oh, hey, this is my brother. Hey, my sister now likes you. Like, just keeps thinking of it as a constant family. So they are bringing it to that. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, but but then uh, they have like another like like uh, afternoon meal at this gigantic table. And by the way, the designs in this movie is amazing. This movie only cost nine million dollars to make. But they have spent every dollar in that budget to do the designs and all the layoffs very, very, very nice. And I so, will say the visuals did really well for this movie, even though some of them made me a little dizzy. Yeah. Um, the visuals, I think, definitely helped. It reminded me of The Shining at points. Ah, it's good. So. Well, they go to this big dinner, sorry, afternoon meal, and they take... There's more drugs. There's more drugs that... that There's Danny, always drugs. Yeah, and, and Danny's constantly being, you know, imbued, you know, with these drugs. So... And she keeps trying to refuse, too, but they're like, no, it's fine, yeah. don't worry. The best part, too, is the fact that, like, you know, she asked the woman, right, you know, what it was, she, and she's like, oh, it makes you feel better, and that was it. And she, and she just does it, because she, at, the, at this point, Danny is a, Danny is a classic cult case. Danny is as lonely and as lost as the people who are of the Haga currently, you know, was once um, before. So Danny actually uh, ends up doing, uh, sorry, she becomes the May Queen. She's covered in flowers, she's doing great, and they, just, they like worship her as like the May Queen. And the May Queen basically is very important towards the end of the story. And she's starting to feel like I'm important. I now have a new family. Yes. I'm not alone anymore. Yes. And that is when I started to see the dramatic shift into it's supposed to be a horror film based on a cult or it's supposed to be like a dark, dark fairy tale based on our uh, protagonist. And I'll finish up. That'll be one of my final thoughts when I get towards the end of the story. But May, uh, the, the May Queen is, is crowned. Danny is it. And Christian goes off. He's drugged too as well. And he starts to have sex with uh, Maja in this weird temple. And these people, these older ladies, and some young So women, weird. They are showing their naked bodies oh to... Oh my god. And it's, why... It's going back to what you said before, is everything is like a group activity, oh, and it's weird, so that they sure. can definitely, you know, experience the same things. Very weird, caught me off guard, didn't like at all, was like, okay, no. You know, actually, let's just take a step back to Ari Aster again, the director and writer of this movie. The film that he made the, the year prior, uh, Hereditary had a similar scene when 
the sun goes up to the uh, treehouse area, and he's surrounded by naked older women. And I think this might be his, his like, trademark approach going forward. Like, <laughs> he may have a thing for the grandmas, though. I'm not judging, you know. I guess hot mommies out there, hot grandmas, you know. Be proud of, of, of your body, you know. Be, be beautiful with you. That's what we say. So... He's in there, they're hooking up, and every, like, and like, kind of like how I said, every, like, thrust, they're all en- engaging, and they're all feeling it together, and he just keeps going in. He's, like, he's not stopping until he... But actually, he's staring around, and he's like, what the F is going on? Like, you can he, tell in his head, like, he's super confused, but he's like, you know what? I don't like my girlfriend anyway, so yeah, why I'm more, not? I'm, yeah, I'm already here, whatever, and... <laughs> he gets up, he runs out, he's freaked out, he's scared. Because That's because she's like, I can already feel it, oh yo, my god. I'm like, yo, yeah. nope. What kind of pranks test? That is the next level <laughs> test. That would have saved me 20 years ago. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but he gets up because he starts coming to, he, the drugs lose their uh, effect on him. He, he runs away, he's freaking out, and he, and he sees, he sees, and it's, he, well, we see Josh, you know, whatever, and we see that they're all, they're not alive anymore, okay? He finds Simon's body. He's dead. So, hang on. Uh, just the thing with, I believe it was Simon. I'm almost certain. So, throughout that kind of scene and everything, they're on drugs, so you see a little bit of distortion here and there. Like, the flowers are moving, things are going on. And I couldn't really tell if this was supposed to be that they're on drugs and this is kind of what they're experiencing. But then I read online when they found Simon, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, guys, but the lungs were still moving. I thought that was part of the the drug effect, thinking that they were moving. But supposedly, from what I read, he was still alive. Oh, he was. See, I, That's I thought, what I read online, but I was thinking it was just supposed to be, like, them imagining seeing what the drugs are kind of making them think. Uh, so, I I was kind of lost for words because I don't know how anyone was still alive when you see what was happening there. Yeah, I don't think he was, I, I don't know, that's just, if they were, if he was alive after all that, Uh, yikes, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, 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 yikes. Put, put me up, bro. Um, kind of remind me of Saw. For oh, one God. of what do you remember the rib cage one? It kind of reminded oh, me of that. Oh my gosh! I, you know, I said the same thing too. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, this is definitely like saw esque kind of stuff. Going yes, right here. just just throw some flowers and you know some sunshine. Saw so, plus sunshine and flowers. Well, that's a, a combination. I'm down. But, uh, <laughs> I am so, not if that's what it could lead to. <laughs> the weird Woo. time, but whatever. Uh, so Christian gets knocked out by this uh, by the uh, elder, and he's paralyzed by some sort of drug. And he wakes up, and you see a bear. You see a bear. And you see So, before you get to the bear, though, you know, remember, this festival goes on for nine days. Yep. And this is all happening within a nine-day period. Mm Mm-hmm. And this event happens every, what is it, 90 years? Yeah, it is. So they have to do this every 90 years. Huh. Awful. No, I can't. I mean, like, you get away with murder for every 90 years. Crazy. (laughs) So, 
the village leaders, right? They they basically Christian's still paralyzed, right? This this drug, he can't even talk. He can't move. He can't move his body. He's all the way paralyzed, right? Fully paralyzed. Fully the only paralyzed. thing he can do is see. And that's terrifying. The most terrifying thing I found in movies though is when you lose the 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 sense of your own control. That to me is terrifying. So he he's listening to the people and he knows what's going to happen. This doctor is saying, "Hey, give me this, give me that." And he's like, and they paralyze them. And they bring him out in his wheelchair. They 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 wake him up. And Danny, our maid queen, has a choice. Now they explain this right. They say, "Hey." We do this thing right every ninety years. We need nine. We need nine people to die for our uh, community and for for our cause. So two they, from the community, and the rest have to be elsewhere from yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. So, so that is insane. So seven people that but, they but, have to lure in. But 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 the, his part that gets me every time was like, Danny has the the choice to make. It could be a random person from from the community. Or it could be Christian. It could be Christian. She chooses Christian, and then they are offered to their deity. And Christian meets the bear, and the bear is the, the bear is gutted open, and he and then Christian dons paralyzed the bear skin. So once again, he's still. Fully paralyzed, but he can see everything that that's happening. They bring God, them. That scene. Is, is that scene crazy? So they yes. Bring, they bring everybody out there. They bring the people from the community who volunteered as well, and one person in there talks to the other person who's still alive. The people from the community, and he was like, "It's not gonna hurt." Now I thought. They, I thought they'd be paralyzed too, but they were fully aware about what's going on. Oh yeah, no, they yeah. could have gone and they could have moved. They talked, they all that, but they were because they were part of this cult. They were like, nope, this is what we have to do. This is, um, you know, this is what I need to do for my community. Yeah. And they were like, we're gonna do this. It's fine. But, really, you have all these other drugs, and you're like, this one's going to stop you from feeling pain. Give yeah. me something stronger than tree bark. Give me, give me like, something. come on. Yeah, give me something, bro. I need something that's not going to let me... They literally gave them tree bark and was like, <laughs> you're going to feel nothing. It's going to be fine. And that was uh, a lie. Thanks, and like, guys. And like and like most cults are, they're lies. If, if, if not all cults. So, Christian and the rest of people who have been sacrificed, like his friends, who, by the way, did not make it, I'm sorry... They didn't make it. They're in there, and Christian is now in the whole bear suit, fully paralyzed still, and they then set the temple on fire. And it's burning around them, and the people who were there, right, who volunteered as tribute, that's right, Katniss. <laughs> volunteer. <laughs> volunteer as tribute for a district, whatever. Anyway, so... um. Oh, my God. They volunteer tribute, and they feel every ounce of fire killing them right there. Christian, still paralyzed, is burning alive. Can't scream, can't, can't move. Scream. And here's what I got right here, too, right? We we, we mentioned here in, in this whole podcast, right, that Christian doesn't have a really original thought for himself. You know, he kind of this... He's very um, opportunistic, but the yeah. first choice he really made, unannounced, 
was to hook up with the uh with the girl. was to cheat on my girlfriend yep in a and different country while we're in the middle of this commune well in the words of ludicrous different area codes so it's fine but anyway. <laughs> well you know what let's see how that landed christian and was that he, a good choice it's his only real choice he made led to him being killed by the by his his girlfriend who said okay what a way to what a way to break up with, you know with somebody you know so can we go over that one of the main themes of this story is don't screw over your girlfriend we well, are scary at times yeah you guys would be aware yeah Adam, don't screw with holly she put a bear suit <laughs> she knows people <laughs> <laughs> Her brother is a hunter, just let you know. Anyway, so, um, so the be- this part here, once again, they are all in a commune, and they hear these screams, and they hear all the screaming and yelling and the pain from that temple, and they all yell, and they all feel it, and they're all crying out and feel that they're shaking, they're feeling it, the people are part of the Harga, and Danny is crying. She's like, she's like scared, and she's like confused about what's going on, but then... Maybe a minute oh, later. Oh, the switch. It happened. She's converted. She smiles and she's proud and she's happy because she's finally feels She found home. She found a home. She found her where home. Where she's accepted, where people love her, and where she's no longer under control from this scumbag who just wants to do what he wants to do because he's very selfish. Oh, most definitely. Not um, saying it's in right at all, but you know, she's happy. And the thing about it too, right? And uh, and that's and that's right there. That's been summer right there. That's our breakdown this summer. Yes. Um, I to um, so and which and, we're going over that Rich did more spoilers than I did. So I think it's a spoiler going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is it? I do want to discuss the fact that why I think it's kind of like. Not really a horror film, but more like a dark fairy tale, and and this is why um, it's because throughout the movie, there's always this sort of like you know obstacle you know for Danny to, to face. She has lost like most of these kind of old fairy tales, right? Like or a movie from from Disney, you got the orphan kid, right? And then you got people out there trying to do him or her wrong, and then they have to find you know solace somewhere else. You know, then it happens in the most random places. And I, and, and I think Danny being elevated because they never ever lied to Danny in, in a commune. They never did. They literally accepted her with, with open arms. Now, my theory is too, right? Yes, dark fairy tale for sure, but also some sort of like, you know, they brainwashed her. They noticed. Oh, absolutely. Because Pell was their guy who was working, you know, in the States to get them over there. And he knows what happened uh, to Danny. Now, I guarantee that Pell was talking to the Elsa Hazelson. This girl's parents and sister are dead. She's lost. She's already super depressed. We can right. use her, and we can we can really like you know motivate her to be our May Queen and give her the option to choose. So, I got you. I I feel you there. You, but you feel me? I, I do. But didn't work like that. This is just what I'm 
I, I know. I'm going to give you this, my breakdown. Oh, yeah, but, but you can't say that's not how it worked out. It's no, my, no, 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 it's my no. view of the movie. I know, I know. Oh, but do you know? I what do, you but here's the thing. Pell didn't just hear that that happened and was like, oh, hey, she's going to do this because this happened to her. I think that Pell killed her family. Holy. Because in the beginning, when that whole thing happened, you already know Christian was talking to his friends about how she was trash, how he wanted to break up with her, blah, blah, blah. Pell already knew that Christian was an asshole. He already saw everything coming. He was like 10 steps ahead. He's like in chess. He he knew. He knew what was going to happen. So he killed her family because if you look in the beginning, when her parents were found in the bed, what was next to the bed stand? It was the ring of flowers, the little like, you know, thing that she had on her head. It was the same flowers that was from Sweden. So he put it there as a whole symbol because, you know, she didn't know any better. Hmm. Yes. So I think he killed them all so that she would start this downworld spiral so she could become Maid Queen. He planned the whole thing out. So you think Pell was actually the the villain overall? Yes. Oh. Yep, absolutely. Because I kept feeling like Christian was a a bigger villain, honestly. Just, you know, based on the the way how he treated Danny. I think Pell was a villain with his own agenda. I think... Christian was the overall villain for Danny, who kind of screwed everything up. Yeah, but, but I see, think they were both villains. But absolutely. But you see, in the end, though, Danny literally vanquished her villain. She got rid of the bad cancer in her life. Literally, she did. But yeah. now she's a villain to other people because she's going to end up joining this commune, this cult, and she's going to end up now being associate associated with killing people. I mean, I think she's going to be okay because, I mean, every night of the year, I mean, she'll be dead by the next, you know, next big midsummer, so it's fine. I guess in the end, she gets to you know what she wants, a family who cares about her, and power. She still killed somebody. She yes. gave the order to kill somebody. She definitely did. I'm not saying that Danny's not, like, without fault right now, but I'm saying at the same time, though, like, this whole movie has no real heroes, no true... We, mm. we, we, are, we are seeing this culture here, right, do their things and that Danny becomes accustomed to, right? True. No, I agree with you there, but I still think Pell planned the entire thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, when you say it like like that, I'm actually swayed by your opinion right now. See right there? That's why. See? Now, I'm leaning towards you. I'm leaning towards the Holly side. Mm. The the Holly Hope. That's what we call it. But... I do think that this movie actually hit a lot of good notes. I mean, like, like say yeah. before, I mean, like, um, looking at the uh, Nexium cult that was based out of New York, and this movie here about how cults generally have their control over somebody, you know, this deep overarching reach as well. Like this, like the cult Nexium and the, and the cult uh, Harga here in Sweden, they both have this tight commune who will literally go through the great ends of to protect their values and their culture. Now, I'm not sure if it's actually a main queen in Exeon or whatever it was, but I do know that the idea of community, right, was big in both groups and most yes. cults as well. And that yeah. is what, to me, is scary, is when people like that have this shared belief, they will go to the ends of the earth to protect that belief and take, and like, killing uh, Dane's friends for this 
but but it's ritual. Yeah, they now, justify everything. You know, it's absolutely crazy how it happens that way, but you know. Yeah. It's, it's the nuts. other thing I thought was really interesting was um, the name of the movie. And do you remember how Pell was talking about their ages yeah. in the yeah. cult, yep. in the commune? I thought that was interesting, how you have four phases of life. And so people who are born in that commune, they just, like, they be, like, from birth, they're just, like, immersed in that, in that, in that lifestyle. Like, I think Masha's probably maybe, maybe in her 20s, probably. So <laughs> she was definitely, like, engrossed in that at a young age, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think she had... No, she might have been 17, because wow. as if I recall, the first 16 years of life were spring, which was up to 16, and then the next season was um, the summer, which was, I think, 17 to remember they said, like, 20-something, Oh yeah. and that's where you can have sex, and then the next one was, like, 20-something to, like, 30 or something weird like that, and then the last was... I forgot till when. 30 but is um weird. 30 is weird. So yeah, I think she was in that second age group, but I think because she was just able to start doing that, mm-hmm. I think she was in the beginning of the summer age group. Oh, that makes total sense. And Danny was in her mid 20s, so she was midway through the summer birth year thing because this whole thing happened on her birthday too, which was crazy, which is why the movie is called Midsummer. Yeah. Aha. Okay, well, <laughs> that was pretty deep. Holly with the freaking deep thoughts over here, man. But Avel win. how sweet is that? I, I could think, it. I could give, um, so I went to Midsummer thinking that it would be like just gross out, body horror left and right because of the, the trailer for Midsummer, by the way, it's really misleading. You see that this, um, yeah, I thought there person, was going to be more. Yeah, you see like this deformed like person maybe twice in the whole film and that person is a misdirect they have nothing to do with the story whatsoever so well i mean very little very little it's not even valuable even to the story whatsoever i mean they're there but it doesn't really lead anything and i was like wow what a mystery because he did that before with uh hereditary as well which once again watch that film amazing amazing It, it deals with the idea of cults as well. I think he has a thing about cults. He's probably. Going through probably. He's, well, he's, cults are very interesting. Yeah, well, they are. He's probably going to do another movie about a cult maybe next year. His cult trilogy, probably. Oh, boy. But I think that Miss Summer for me is, and this is me just being me, I think it's actually the better film out of uh, the ones that I Out of the two. Yeah, out of the two. And, that, and that's just me. I mean, I'm a big fan of a nice, deep movie that has a lot of hidden meanings and, and, and you actually can, like, you know, discuss. Like, I would probably watch the movie again to look out for what Holly mentioned earlier about, about the flower and Pell's possible, you know, murdering of her family. I mean, I, at this, obviously right now, I mean, this is why people have these, you know, talks because we see certain things differently. You know? And definitely, if you watch it again, there are so many things that just tell you what's going to happen in the movie. There's so many imagery pieces that just explain the entire breakdown of the whole movie yeah, it's in there. I mean, if you're looking at the paintings, if you're looking at, you know, the background images and 
it, it tells you what's going to happen step by step. It really does. It, it, it kind of like lays out the the script for you without even well you know without even knowing it. And I like that right. a lot. So yeah, and you don't think about it until you watch the entire movie, and then you're like, oh wait a second, like that totally told me what was going to happen there. Yeah. So it does. I mean, you really see the entire movie in visuals before you even finish watching it. Pretty, pretty sweet movie for sure. Well, on the rating scale, because you know we gotta do ratings of these movies on a ratings. scale. On a scale, it's one to five, Holly. Okay, you forget one to every five. time. Okay, on a scale one to five, one being Twilight, five being Die Hard. Uh, I give it. <laughs> why why we switch to Twilight? Oh man. Twilight's awful. It's always awful. Yeah, I mean it is pretty terrible, but okay. Um I give Midsummer a four point five. I don't really oh. think I love the movie and I, I keep a movie really? like that makes me want to watch it again and again and again and oh. I'm a big psychological horror kind of guy. Four point wow. five based on this once again my opinion so you can't tell me no about my opinion i, I like, didn't say anything about it you're over there sighing over there like nope like, nope i didn't say a thing you no, you're over there with your judgy breath and everything too and i don't like it <laughs> i don't like this judging issue going on all right mm. but a 4.5 out of 5 okay i love the movie the pace to me was done right uh once again the only flaw we found with it though was the classic horror trope of like stupid americans just mm. beings being stupid and not following direction and rules. Like, I get it, though. You know, people have to have to die in these movies, right, to make the, the plot go forward. But, man, could you just stop being obvious? Stop mm. being... Stop falling into these character tropes. Like, we got the... We got the uh, bro friend. We got the nerd friend. We got the foreign friend. We got the douchebag boyfriend. It's always those happens in, in these movies. Except that, in this part, the douchebag boyfriend, played by Christian was a little more fleshed out. So that's why I give it a 4.5. Other than that, though, solid watch. Check wow. it out if you get a chance, though. You really got to pay attention uh, to, to, to the movie. The pacing is not as light speed as a soft movie, but you have to understand that it's a character movie, and you have to really appreciate that. And these films don't happen that much. And I love a, I love a good horror film that has a low budget because it focuses more on a character than a big-budget blockbuster. So... Holly, which what you got? I only gave it a three out of five. Three out of I didn't. Five. I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. I mean, I can't say I would really watch it more than once. Um, it was interesting to bring the cult aspect into it because, again, as we talked about, these cults actually do exist. They are real, and that's what I think is more horrifying and kind of more scary than anything is what humans can be uh convinced to do yeah humans are so scary creatures, man. that's really where i kind of saw it other than that i just thought it kind of landed a little flat for me i didn't love the character development all the time i mean i think they i kind of wish they went into a little more detail about a few things I hated Danny so much, especially being a psych major. Like, I just feel like she was so ridiculously dumb. Um, I get it. That's kind of how her character had to go. But uh, come on. Like, I I don't know. It just fell a little flat for me. 
Yeah, you know what? And that's and, and that's totally fine. You know, I mean, like you know, like that's good because everything can't. You know, once again, I mean, I found something that that I appreciate though, and obviously, you know, you found parts of that you liked a lot as well, and also didn't like. Yeah. And, and that's totally fine, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate the honesty that we get here on stay tuned. Right, so. but I, you know, definitely if you're gonna watch it look for all the details and see if you can figure out what's going to happen before it does happen. Because I did like that part. I thought that was interesting. They gave a ton away. But again, you didn't realize it until after you finished the film. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's a good way to welcome back. A nice hour episode. Sorry for you boop. guys. Enjoy any way to work or listen to it when you're at work from home. Obviously, still a pandemic going on. And so, um, we'll be back and, and we hope you all had a good Halloween. Yeah, hope, hope you guys were staying safe and were having fun handing out candy or getting candy or, you know, just hanging at home, you know, watching a scary film like Midsummer, you know, with your family and friends. And, yeah, we'll, we'll be back real soon uh, with our next... Won't be a horror movie. We're, we're, we're done with Spooktober now. Um, uh. It's going to be... A, I'm not sure actually what we're doing next. Maybe a surprise... I'll let Holly pick because I kind of controlled October, so I'll let her pick the next one. And um, oh boy. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna be, but it's probably gonna be like a 90 episode show. I gotta watch it like two days. Oh, I don't crap. know. <laughs> and I just don't know where she gets the hours from. But with that being said, I hope you guys are taking care of each other. And like Holly said, be you know be safe, be smart, be kind. And thanks for staying tuned with us. And for watch show, out for cults, guys. That too, you know, and look for plays across the street. <laughs> and with that being said, you know, uh, for the show, I'm Rich. I'm Holly. Thanks for staying tuned with us, guys. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye.